The heroes racked their brains at the implausibility of their situation. A never-ending staircase that circles back to the same locations. During their efforts, they find the pavilion quite empty and devoid of Jaw and his wolf companion. And while working through some desperate theories, Greca discovers a part of the illusion, a fake wall within the ever-spiraling hall. This led to a series of rooms and flashes of the past, Valcora and her seemingly everyday life, offering glimpses into her relationship with Volok and her personal gruesome delights. Eventually, they are greeted by a terrifying wisp, the like of which none has ever seen or even heard in their studies, the like of which I hope I never see. It blanketed them in darkness and quickly proved to completely and utterly outmatch them, making an offer to let two go, if it may keep one. But teamwork and quick thinking saw them all escape its clutches and bar the way behind them. I'm really proud of them. may or may not recall a piece of information that I had given all of you before we even started recording this adventure. It was... I know exactly what you're going to say. Talking about uh, a mega dungeon and how it works and how this one works and how there are certain parts of it that will incentivize you to return to a place you've already been, but that also went hand in hand with the occasional possible discovery of a creature that is well beyond your capacity. <laughs> uh, I do remember this now. <laughs> and this, this sort of warning, as it were, was not, I won't say exclusively, but was definitely inspired by my first reading of this, this room, these series of runes in this encounter. Because, keep in mind, normally there'd be four of you, but you'd all be one lower level lower, which would have made it that much more deadly. Yes, you would have had more chance. I don't chance. think it would have made it as deadly as you think it would have. Lady Gilda would have, gone, would have actually gone down in those two hits, as opposed to 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but we would have had three more actions in the action economy, and I think True. that would balance out the the lower level. But yes, you you are correct. I will, but I will also reveal this to you. This is a little little sneak peek. Lady Gilda, who has one of the highest, if not um, the highest, a chance to hit, could not hit that creature without a natural twenty, even at one oh, level above. Wow. Holy shit! Yeah, yikes. Uh, so its AC so, is above thirty four, is what Freeman's saying. Uh. Nope. Didn't you roll a natural 19 and still miss? Well, yeah, with the wounded con- or with the drained and the oh, fear condition. Drained. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, my my actual BAB is sure. 14. Gotcha. Regardless, I'm not going to give you the AC, but no, no, in no, that no. scenario, yeah, that it, you would not have been able to succeed, uh, land a hit without a natural 20. So, yeah, you went in a little. It worse was the 19 wear, but... that I that I rolled or that I called the retreat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. call. So, uh, real, real deadly, real deadly. And, um, and it's worth noting just as a reminder to everybody, including listeners that, uh, I don't know if I I really mentioned it or put too much effort into making sure it was clear, but there was another door in that room that you discovered this creature, this boy. Yeah. I was considering while invisible making a break for that door, but I chickened out. So yeah. Prime example of maybe you want to come back sometime. Maybe you don't. <laughs> you haven't gone back to the 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 golem, the wood golem. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we haven't really leveled up since. Like we've le- made one level since the golem, and I don't. Yeah. I like sixth level. I'll feel comfortable taking on the golem, but mm-hmm. fifth level, mm-hmm. it's just I I just don't see it yet. Well, the big the golem problem with the golem was I don't think, I from what I recall anyway, it wasn't your level. It was, it was the fact that you couldn't damage it, and neither could Tulak. <laughs> Because it had magic immunity yeah. and you were doing non-lethal damage. Like, if you had switched up your strategy, you still could have done that. But you just have avoided it so far. Yeah, I am feeling pretty about good it. about the uh, the burning axe. <laughs> the burning the burning wood splitter you have in your hands. <laughs> Seems pretty well suited for a golem made of yeah. wood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like. Uh, regardless, I just, thought, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Was, uh, that was something that we talked about for um our sort of understanding of the adventure hook what to expect there was a certain amount of stuff we went through listeners to like make sure we didn't go too far astray on like our character choices so i didn't want anyone choosing you know arctic terrain if they chose a ranger you know as their favorite terrain because i want to make sure everyone knew what was ahead you know I, I even gave them like the majority of creature you know traits that might might be there not all of them there's a ton of options down here that we've discovered but, uh, you know, it was like I, I went out of my way to give a, a real good foundation for everyone to, to build their characters around this adventure so that they were not not not, not to have an extra advantage, but not to make sure they weren't at a disadvantage by mistake. And uh, that was just one of those things I couldn't couldn't not bring up because it it really in my mind looked like it would be a really unfair thing. And like I might get some ire being like, what the fuck? Why did you do that to us? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I have the luxury of having run plenty of games where mm. I completely believe in the Kobayashi Maru. Like there are certain <laughs> situations where there is no win to be had. So seeing situations right. like this, I, I think I can pretty quickly identify them because I run my games the same way. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You may run into a, a CR seventeen dragon at fourth level. That doesn't mean you can handle it. Right. You should know better. <laughs> yeah. At that level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I when I go hiking, I run into wolves and moose and and you mm-hmm. know uh, and bobcats all the time. And like, I know I can't take them. 
Okay. <laughs> Just to carry that yep. analogy on, are you fighting smaller woodland creatures right now to work your way up? <laughs> you, sometimes He's I work his way fish. up to them, yeah. <laughs> Every now and again I'll fight a grouse. Just like kicking the squirrel on your way He's- through the woods. <laughs> He's got a whole. He's got a whole necklace the trophy. West Coast grind. <laughs> Why do you? It's called the Grouse Grind, Duncan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just a simple East Coaster. <laughs> I thought it was called the Gross Grind because by the time you get up uh, there, you're so sweaty, it's gross. It can be two things. Um. Well, for those I, uh, of you listeners who are not that nerdy, <laughs> the Kobayashi Maru is a no-win scenario from Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. Just, just in case there's that one person out yeah. there. It actually took me a sec to like, oh, I've heard that before, but I don't know what it means, but I, I did figure it out eventually. But yes, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, you have narrowly escaped. And honestly, uh, hero point to Kreka because him blocking that door is what saved you. Uh, and the healing potion he gave Gilda. Uh, yeah. But it, it was both. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was not MVP one or the other. Sure. It was yeah. And you were you were given a pseudo offer there in the midst of it. So uh, I, first of all, I want to know what you're doing exactly next to make sure you can. What I assume is your plan is to go rest, but like Gilda's in a really rough shape. So let's get that out of the way first, and then I want to know what the fuck everyone's thinking. <laughs> So, like, there's there's a lot of things mechanically that Gilda needs to do in order for me to feel safe to traverse this shit tunnel back to the next level. Mm-hmm. But I, I, for, I, I kind of want to set the scene by actually talking about how she's feeling because there was a moment there where when she when she did the three action crawl out of that last room, yeah, there was a hot second where that last action was an interact action and not a crawl. Oh, she almost shut the door and sacrificed herself so you guys could get out of there. Oh, like, it it was remembering that Kruka already gave the healing potion and stayed back to try and help her out. It was those actions that prevented her from just shutting the door and, and sacrificing herself. So it saved you even a even a role playing aspect. It it, it yep. determined your decision making. Very much so. So, sick. so <laughs> we see her and and Krucka like limp out of this room. I imagine he's helping her out because she's got seven hit points and she's just bleeding out of everywhere. Oh yeah, most of the just... damage you took was force damage too. It's like this this magical yeah. like punch almost. You know. Yeah. So her shield's like dented. Her half plate is like dented in places where like she can't fully extend her lungs because it, her plate is dented so aggressively. Oh. So she's having a hard time breathing, and. I think Krucka just like drops her in the hallway so she can sit down and try and catch her breath because mechanically I need to treat wounds realistically because I'm at wounded two. And if I go down one more, that means I'm dead permanently. And in order to feel comfortable treating wounds at seven HP, I need a little bit more hit points because if I critically fail, that's one D eight or two D eight damage that I would take in that situation. And I'm not willing to risk Gilda any further than I already have. Well, no, if you go down so one more need- time, you won't die. It's dying for you die. You okay. more time still, yeah. it's still I mean, you're still a huge it. risk, but yeah, yeah, it's not not quite that cool. So I think uh, I think we're gonna have to take ten minutes here so she can refocus. If that's okay with you guys, yep. uh, yeah, Krucka would like to perform a medicine check on Tulak during that time for penance from okay. slashing him with an axe. Also, <laughs> Tulak will minus one here. What's your medicine? He uses nature rolls and he's got a plus nine. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, carry on. 
Okay, well, let's hope I don't kill you. Uh, he's also very well read, in case you were yeah. wondering. Reads about nature. David Suzuki, eat your hair out. Um, <laughs> ooh, he fails the medicine check with an 11. I tried. Okay. You're, so, not, you're not used to repairing the wounds you inflict. No. <laughs> yeah. So in that time, Gilda would naturally heal uh, 10 HP back from the uh, crystal Aeon Stone. Uh, she will then lay on hands for another 18, bringing her up to 35, which puts her at about half. Uh, and now I will attempt a treat wounds. Do you not have your desperate prayer or have you used it already today? I I think I've already used it today. It's so late in the day that I can't remember. Mm. So I'm just gonna just gonna assume that I used it. I, I think I did use it. I feel like you did too, yeah. I think I used it against the wraiths, maybe in the last combat. Oh uh, the whites, yeah. The white yeah, the whites. Uh so I'm just gonna assume it's uh, if I can, if I don't know for sure that I haven't used it. I'm just going to assume I used it. That, that yeah. seems fair. But I am going to roll a medicine check to try and treat wounds on herself. She's like hammering out the dents in her plate, like trying yeah. to stitch the wounds behind it. Uh, that is a 19. Uh, so I do pass unless you've adjusted the DC. Nope. I have not. Okay. So that will remove the wounded condition. Uh, and she'll get uh, 15 points back. That's not so bad. she's looking okay now. Her, her shield is pretty mangled. But if you guys need it, she can try and treat wounds on either of you guys now as well. Uh, how are you doing, Tulak? Tulak is down almost half. Okay. So if Krukka could try a repair check on her shield, uh, she'll try a treat wounds on, on Tulak. Uh, that's a 27 on two lock. So that is a critical success. Uh, so that's 14 points back to two lock. Thank you so much, Lady Gilda. I took a strike in the darkness that cut me deep. <coughs> I appreciate that. It does look a touch like an axe wound, but honestly, I, I can't thank you both enough for not leaving me there to die. It, it was the right move and it was, it would have been the smart move, but. Boy, am I glad to still be alive. Uh, the right move was all of us getting out together. That is correct. We've already lost enough in here. We need to stay together to move forward. And we would never leave you. I appreciate that. Crack ahead to 22 on the crafting check. Oh, dope. Um, so DC 19 for your current shield. Okay. That will give... Uh, well, what's your proficiency rank? Trained. Trained, yeah. Okay, so 10 HP back. It ain't nothing. Uh, is it 10 HP back? It's 5 plus 5 for every proficiency rank. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so 5 and then 5 more for trained. Should we go somewhere else and, and be away from here for a while and maybe actually sleep? I, I'm very tired all of a sudden. Perhaps we could move... Yes, we should. We should rest. I'm still feeling not myself. Perhaps we should move through where Jaw used to be. We can go up quickly to the next floor and be out of this space, this level. Back to the more familiar terrain. Yes, perhaps we should find some soap on the way. <laughs> well, I guess we could complete your loop there, Tulak. I'm wary in case it works, but perhaps we'll check. 
And he starts leading the way that way. Okay. And it leads right back to your precious bar of soap. Uh, Gilda will take the defend action. And Tulak avoids notice and bends down and picks up the bar of soap and just chucks back in his pocket. Smells it. Smells like lavender. <laughs> okay, so what? what's the... Uh... <laughs> What's the plan here? Uh, where are you going back to? Well, the next level is the library, so we might as well go to Belcora's private reading room and just chill there. And I hope you'll be able to see it in more or less its entirety, but just just I can see yeah. the see the glory of this this map, this redone map, because we're using the official Abomination Vaults module now from Paizo. And Narky did these maps, but they're only available through the official module, and they are yeah, stupidly yeah. good ridiculous they are beautiful absolutely beautiful yeah oh yeah uh, obviously we wave hello to Ogril on the way in yeah oh lady gilda you look a little worse for wear i've been better his his jaws like falling off <laughs> <laughs> he's got ghoul scurvy from just eating protein <laughs> yeah. uh okay so we do do we want to set watches or do we feel safe up here i can't remember Oh, you're pretty secure here, especially Augrail in the library, like, milling about and doing his thing. Okay. I mean, Gilda's just going to immediately pass out in one of these chairs. Yeah, Krakka's probably going to do the same. Mm. Is this the stairway that goes to Jal? No, that's the stairway that goes to the dining room. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. So, like, we could technically be snuck up upon. Yeah, it could be. You could always be snuck up on. <laughs> You've just yet to see it happen. Uh, do you want to set a watch, Scott? I say watch. I say, well, okay. you know what? Tulak goes out and says, Ograil, please come here. Yes, Master Tulak. Perhaps you wouldn't mind reading within this room. We need some sleep, and could you just watch over us in the meantime? Certainly. Is there anything in particular you would like me to read? Well, or shall I just indulge myself into the the poetry that I love so much? As much as I would like you to recite some more poetry for us now, perhaps you could do some reading on the topic of that beautiful orc man and his weird gray tan. We call him Kraka. He's one. Bad motherfucker. Thank you. <laughs> Gilda's already asleep. Kraka's <laughs> pretending to be. Okay, so when it comes to this, let me check my notes. <laughs> Just give Augrail the secret of skulls and then give your backpack the uh, the worm... What the worm knows. I know. I was trying to figure out the backpack's name, and I felt like an asshole. Oh, hello. My name's Duffy Bindleford. Thank you very much. I am courtesy of Head Reaver, our most beloved patron of all time. Shout oh, out, Head Reaver. Wait, why am I bleeding my nose? I'm not even a real person. You don't also don't have a nose. <laughs> oh, that that makes it even more ridiculous. I've seen the art. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hello, uh, Master Tulak. Is there anything I could do for you? We've gone through some harrowing times together. I kept quiet so you could have your concentration. <laughs> He's just like on my back as we're like just getting fucking destroyed by this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Can you remind me exactly how he works? Like 
he will just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sure can. So Duffy is basically a bag of holding. Mm-hmm. And um, he grants a plus two item bonus on research checks if you are researching through books. And he, and he prevents you any, from any critical failures. Uh, and then he's also able to help you identify which of the schools of magic is most appropriate to identify an item. So uh, he has to be able to swallow these sort of things to, to give you the benefit. That's the idea. Okay. Let's do some more research on... Yeah, Belcora checks. Yeah. You should have some reasonably new... Well, with the update on the journals for Foundry, there should be some uh, new layouts to the... Um, the checks, hopefully. Okay, so we haven't done any restricted collection or secure collection for Belcora. Yeah, you still have lots to do with Belcora. You still have uh, some stuff on Nimbaloth. You still have some stuff on Will o' Wisps, and you haven't done anything on Flesh Warping, which is your newest topic. Okay, Tulok is going to be rolling on Nimbaloth. Okay. In the restricted collection. Gotcha. You're using books from the res- restricted collection. Yeah. And go ahead and roll me a religion check. Reliage. Oh, give me that. Oh, I'll swallow that book for you. Mmm, this one tastes like mushrooms. Ah. Moldy. 19. Mmm. Not gonna do it. No dice. Uh, that's two hours gone by. So did what did we decide on watches? Right. Or I thought Agriel was just doing it. Nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of fucked up there because I thought that maybe they could do some research while we were sleeping. So he tries that hanging out with Duffy, and then he will just drop to sleep as well as Agriel watches over them, reading at his own leisure. Yeah, technically Agriel gives you a a bonus as well. Um, but I don't can't remember if they overlap or not. What kind of bonus did they give Duffy? Like plus six, probably, right? So that's uh, that's going to be oh, a no. pass. <laughs> uh, you get an item bonus from Duffy, and I think you get a circumstance bonus from Augrail. So as long as you're within this library and next to Augrail, you get a, basically get a plus three total. Okay. Not going to do it. But we can agree that we're all taking a long rest, and I guess we're setting watches. Yeah. Yeah, and how long it takes, uh, because, because I fucked up the goddamn calendar, which I'm still really mad at myself for, um, especially since the calendar got a wicked new update. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to say it's the next day at about 7 a.m. by the time you guys are done your watch, but we can we can roll through a couple more of these research checks if you want to hit some thresholds, but let's just expedite it. Yep. I'm sure each of you can attempt two on your watch, so why don't you give me a second one to lock? Yikes. Even worse, that's a four on the die for an 11. Yeah. You're probably just too distracted from what the hell just went down, and you're on the first watch, and you're just exhausted, and you're like, this is too much. Uh, so you have no luck. Who wakes up? Who do you wake up next? Cracker would take second. Cracker, then. Cracker, I'm sorry to wake you, but it's your time to watch us. I'll watch you and some books at the same time, and he'll crawl out of the chair. Um, while they're sleeping, he would like to roll on Belcora, also from the restricted section. Okay, he's going Belcora instead, okay. 25. Uh, that's a success. Very nice. Hell yeah. Okay, didn't expect that. Um, that's fucking awesome. Uh, no new thresholds, but, uh, yeah, you're forward. Okay, and then 
if he can, he'd just keep going on Belcora. Give that a go again, yep. Less impressive. Uh, two on the die for a ten. Started mm, just no reading dice. the same paragraphs over and over because he was tired. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to wake up Lady Gilda? Mm-hmm. Yep. She wakes up nice and refreshed, finally. Um, full <laughs> HP. That drain condition is gone, which is nice. Yep. Uh, and she, how long are her watches? Uh, I didn't really six hours. Double check this, but yeah, something like that. Okay, uh, Gilda spends all six hours trying to repair her shield and manages to give it back seven HP. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I just like roll on my my screen. It's roll, 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 roll. We're just like spamming it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's um, it's one every ten minutes, so that's yeah. six per hour times six <laughs> hours. So it's that's thirty six rolls I just did. Oh my god. Um, and I gained a cumulative seven HP. Uh, so for the <laughs> listeners, she's untrained in crafting. Yeah. Uh, and it's a DC nineteen, so that means I need to roll an eighteen in order to give it HP back. <laughs> Oh damn! Um, also, just yeah. so we know, technically, a party of three—if you're taking each the four-hour watch—it's a twelve-hour mm. total time mm. for everyone to hit their eight. True enough. But you can have you can have Augrail watch for one of them and reduce that if you want. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Augrail. Yeah. Just make it faster. Yeah, yeah. You are rested and probably still feel a, a bit weary from your experience. He just went through a, a lot back to back. A lot of mystery and confusion and like some really gnarly stuff like whites and a swarm of crawling hands and that creature, that insane creature. Yeah. Void glutton. Yeah, that was, a, that was a tough couple of days. What's on your minds and what do you what do you plan to do next? Because your your options are looking more and more limited at this point of where to well, go next. Well, to... You know? uh, to Duncan's point, I think after seeing Krukka wielding that flaming axe, maybe they actually have a discussion about trying to take on this wood golem for once. Yeah, I mean, if she brings it up, because I don't believe they would have really spoken about it before now, would they? Yeah, Krukka didn't know about it. Yeah, so Did I think we... I think Gilda does bring it up. Can we um, poke our head in there one time? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, and we almost got murdered. That's why we left. No, no, no. Have we poked our head in since then, or did we did? No, we didn't. No. Okay. No. It was like a whole process of breaking down the door because he just couldn't get it. <laughs> Lady Gil just stood there and just smashed and smashed and smashed. And then uh, you finally get in there and you, you, he, uh, she sat at a retreat, which you guys uh, ignored. <laughs> and she couldn't do damage to it. Tulak could barely do any damage to it. And the only thing uh, Physic had in his, his arsenal was fire, but it needed to be magical fire to work. So, like, you guys were boned, basically. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, magical fire. It was like it was built to to avoid your exact party makeup. <laughs> yeah. I really should double check. Well, that being said, if that's your plan, there's no reason why you wouldn't be uh, privy to a reminder of what it, it is built of. Because you got, I, if I recall correctly, someone rolled a critical success and got, like, the full breakdown. Yeah, we, we got a lot from the wood going. Yeah. So it's resistance to physical five except for adamantine, which you don't have any way to bypass. It's got a fuck ton of immunities, up to and including non-lethal attacks, paralyzed, poison, sickened, necromancy, healing, magic, mental, yada, yada, yada. The magic one being one of the most important because golems have what is called golem anti-magic, and it effectively can only be hurt by magical fire. 
and how it is hurt by that is very specific. We don't have to get into that detail again, but like it will not take the damage you deal to it. You just have to hit it with magical fire and it will take a selected amount of damage. And that's both for a, a impact or area of effect or persistent fire damage. It would also be healed by plant magic, slowed by earth magic, none of which is in your arsenal. And it's vulnerable to shape wood, not in your arsenal. It uh, had the, the ability to shoot off like splinters of itself. Um, you, yeah. might, you will recall. Quite aggressively, in fact. Um, so it's the issue for you guys is is its immunities, especially the magic part for Tulak. Yeah, I think that I'm just going to try to be support here. Okay. So Tulak's going to turn to them and say, there's not much I can do to attack this wood golem. But that being said, I could bring back something from the dead and I could cast haste on you. I could quicken you. I could make you disappear. So I will try to do what I can from the back because my magic just doesn't suit this type of combat. Uh, as you're talking, Gilda's slowly drawing the retribution axe. This is what I wish you pulled it last time. (laughs) I couldn't. It was in my backpack. Uh, You could have. You just would have taken more actions. (laughs) Um, Since we know that it can only get damaged by magical fire, um, maybe you guys can help me out. I'm not sure if the fire damage from this uh, gold dragon instinct counts as magic. Does it have to have like the magic trait to it? That is a very good question. Is it on the axe? No, it's... It is... When I, when I go into a rage, I have the dragon instinct in the barbarian class. Um, so I chose a gold dragon as my dragon. As a quick ruling here, I am going to look up a gold dragon yeah, and see what if its breath weapon counts as magical. I don't think it does. It. This is this is your instinct? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a draconic instinct, a dragon instinct, um, and he's chosen the gold dragon, which gives him fire to his attacks. And it looks like all signs point to yes, because yes, it has the fire trait, but it also has evocation and arcane, which are distinctly magical oh, traits. Hey, hey. So Sweet. I'm going to count it as magic. Someone's getting angry. <laughs> that is yeah a massive thing um it's a game changer uh in this fight probably maybe oh, we'll see okay uh can you roll one more crafting check on my shield there duncan yes please? can you roll one more uh medicine check on me please oh you're healed oh yeah how much did you heal up overnight you heal like your your level plus your plus your, your level con mod. times your con mod, which would have been ten HP, giving me seventy one out of eighty. Okay. Oh, so you didn't I, heal. I up. healed up uh, oh, for wait. the ten that I was due. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a nineteen. That's an easy uh, one so to forget, eh? <laughs> Fourteen back. Okay, perfect. That's all I needed, and a twenty one on the crafting, so another ten back. Okay. Perfect. So that puts me at sixty sixty four. That's good enough. That's funny because the higher level you guys get, the more HP you have. So the the less likely you are to recover uh, large amounts when resting. So we're hitting that point now where it's like you're not. Getting well, until full. these fools get a crystal uh, spindle aeon stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right? not raining aeon stones out there. Not yet. 
you could literally pass it on when you know yourself like when you're done yeah you could be like okay i'm going to bed now like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just so i like i know that's by the rules you can do that but it's so yeah. cheap <laughs> it does feel cheap yeah okay so scott what's your verdict on golem round two electric boogaloo <laughs> uh yeah well i mean i thought that Tulak throwing down that little tidbit he's he's in okay cool let's let's fucking do it when all you have is an axe everything looks like a tree monster he's <laughs> got the retribution axe in one hand and a shield in the other and she's she's fucking ready. yeah Krukka's right yeah. behind her uh can the retribution take... axe be one-handed yeah nice versatile I think so I mean, Foundry allowed me to put it on one hand, so... Yeah, but that might just be holding it in one hand. Oh, the Retribution Axe. Um, it would have, like, a change grip action if it was too hard. It does, yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, but, but I, that doesn't mean you can attack with it in one hand. Oh. Uh, unless it has um, a certain trait, I think. I can't tell what traits it has. Like, roll, roll your damage now, and then... And then uh, put it back in two hands and roll your damage again. It didn't change, which means it's only a two-handed weapon. Okay. So yeah. she will stow the shields. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. It is. It Both functions as a great axe. Uh, it's a plus one great axe at its base. Okay. Uh, taking the scouting action. Um, if we're all ready, she hefts the axe in two hands and, and lays a boot into the door. Well... Before you do that, the second that you're about to, Tulok will cast haste on you. <laughs> okay. Can you do that pre-combat? I mean, why, why the fuck wouldn't you be able to cast Yeah, it's just a duration is, of one minute, so... Yeah. Okay. Haste okay. is cast, and what is Krukka doing? Krukka's gonna step behind uh, Lady Gilda as she walks through the door. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Is uh, we're gonna start an initiative... It's going to be a loose initiative, so Tulak spends his first two actions, uh, I assume it's two actions, casting haste. Yes, sir. Lady Gilda, you are going to spend an action booting in the door. We'll call that your interact action. <laughs> uh, wait. And then stepping in? Stepping in? Yes. Or... Second action. Okay. And then Krukka steps in line behind you, now that you've given him space, as his first action. Do you have another action you want to do, Krukka? Or are you just going to wait to see what happens? Yeah, he'll wait to see what happens. Okay. So, cast, boot, step forward, step up. Everyone roll their initiative. Now, listeners, we are all in a line staring right at this thing. So, if it goes <laughs> yeah. first, we're fucked. So, a reminder, this room is like a, a library of its own. And um, there's like this diorama in the center of the room of Absalom. And... The golem is on the other side of this like five foot round diorama like table and that is going to effectively put us through first round so that's that's one round countdown on the uh, haste lady gilda what do you do so first action is to stride her full complement okay. second action uh, she will swing with that retribution axe you can already see it start to twist as you enter the room and get ready to attack you. That's a 27 to hit. That hits. Nice. Uh, that is six points of slashing. Okay. 
She will strike again with the Retribution Axe. You can feel the resistance as you hit it. Uh, that is a 14 to hit. Miss. Okay. And with her final action, she will stride five feet away. Okay. Tulak. Tulak mutters an incantation under his breath. His eye fades from view, and he summons a flaming skull directly in front of the creature. I says, what? (laughs) A flaming skull. Okay, what level is this creature? (laughs) Two. Fifteenth. Level two? Okay. Flaming skull. (laughs) There it is. All right. Nice. And from there, (laughs) it will strike out. Oof. Twelve to hit. Uh, It's a miss. Not so good. And then we'll attack again at a map minus four. And this is going to be... Oh, no. Map minus five. 24 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. Okay. Nice. So this is going to be 11 points of damage. So it's 1d6 plus three bludgeoning plus 1d6 fire damage. Uh, okay. <laughs> What does the total of your uh, bludgeoning come out to? Uh, that's going to be five bludgeoning, three damage, or three fire damage. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is, you're, you are headbutting this creature. Is that right? I am headbutting <laughs> this with a fucking burning, flaming head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did not, I did not see this coming. Um, okay. So the, the bludgeoning damage does not go through at all. Uh, it's totally unaffected. However... The sparking fire <laughs> coming off of your your forehead does, and um, it takes a whopping uh, twenty two fire damage. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That was a that was a pretty big roll. Uh, <laughs> Krucka, go to town. Krucka, looking in, uh, he was waiting to go into a rage because he wasn't really sure what he was coming across here, but. He will dig deep inside himself and remember the time he tripped over a tree branch or a tree root sticking out of the ground. And he will fall into a rage. <laughs> oh, can I just point out too? I, I forgot to do this. Um, this is the new artwork, a courtesy of the official module. How wicked is that? Oh, that's incredible. Oh, wow. That's what you fought the first time. It's like a proper wood bended magical bended like sculpture of Belcora. like it's so that's cool freaky. i like oh, how even sick. the teeth are pointy yeah <laughs> oh it's awesome the, the artwork that they, metal, they put in for wood. stuff that wasn't there in the original is like so good i'm like man i'm so pumped i have i have check, artwork for check the gram for that one listeners <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay sorry uh you uh, rage and then in a rage <laughs> you he can't. will a sudden charge his way in there yeah, so two actions to suddenly charge up to this thing and take a swing with the butchering axe. <sighs> two on the die for a sixteen. That's a hero point. Okay, hero point in it. Oh yeah, buddy. He earned it. Yeah, earned it. for a twenty-six to hit. That hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got <laughs> oh, God, twenty-six got? damage. Uh, 22 of which is slashing, 4 of which is fire. Okay, holy shit. Okay. Um, so 22 minus 5, so that's going to be 17. 
uh, and then the fire you inflict through this is going to be a sweet 19 damage that goes through. <laughs> nice. Oh, like that. my God. You have just, you've, you're, you're just pummeling this thing now. It is like basic, practically on fire. Um, is that your turn? Rage, run, strike. That's my turn. It is the wood golem who will now instinctively use a splinter volley. Um, oh, actually, shit. I, I, fuck, I, fuck, I fucked this up last time, too. I'm going to recall one this time. <laughs> um, when you strike, Kruka, a piece of wood like splinters off and comes at you. Um, and it's a 32 to hit. That's a crit. And you're going to take... Th- oh, it's a crit. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, you're going to take 26 piercing damage. Okay, so... Uh-oh. It's as its reaction. So it didn't do it to Lady Gilda. It didn't do it to the Flame Skull, but it did it to Kruka. Um, and now it's its turn, and it is going to shoot off a volley of these splinters, and it can do up to four strikes to anyone in basically in sight. So, uh, actually, thirty foot range, two lock. Oh, you're just you're just in range. Amazing. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a let's go with Lady Gilda first twenty one to hit. No, sir. Let's go uh, Flaming Skull, 19 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, 12 damage. Copy that. Kruka, 28 to hit. That hits. 13 damage. And two luck. Oh, please, please let me crit. (laughs) 30 to hit. No crit, but it definitely hit. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 15 damage. Sick. And then the Wood Golem lumbers over towards Lady uh, ooh, actually, yeah, it's going to lumber over around the table, staying within range of Lady Gilda and the Flaming Skull. Krucka would like to use uh, No Escape as a reaction. <laughs> okay, <Ooh>. do tell. <laughs> uh, so as it's moving away from me, I can use my full complement of action to follow it. So I will go southwest around the table. Oh, you f- you follow it. Uh, okay. I don't know if I have to follow um, it. Let me reread that, sorry. You keep pace with a retreating foe. Stride up to your speed, following the foe. Okay. Okay. So you have to you have to basically loop around, but still, that's still awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. And that's a reaction. <laughs> yep. A reaction. Wow. <laughs> He's a powerhouse man. Uh, okay, that is Lady Gilda's turn. Lady Gilda's first action is going to be to stride. So she is now flanking this thing with Krucka. Okay. Second action will be to strike out with the axe. That is a 32 to hit. That hits. That's 14 points of slashing. Okay, that's a good hit. Yeah. But... Second or third action will be to trip because this is a sweep weapon. So it will be an athletics check with a plus one to try <laughs> and knock this motherfucker on its ass. Okay. Uh, athletics versus my reflex. Yeah, that's 29 versus your reflex DC. Uh, yep. Success. Regular success. Regular success. Okay, so you fall and land prone. Okay. <laughs> uh, and with my final action, I will take a swing with a map minus 10. That is an 11 to hit. Uh, 11 to hit is a miss. Okay. That's uh, all four actions from Gilda. <laughs> okay. Not bad. <laughs> Two luck. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Uh, 
that athletics check should have had the multi-attack penalty, so that would only be a 23. Oh, uh, but you're also flanking. Did you count that? Yeah. I did not. Um, Flanking's uh, on you to count. Oh, on me, right. Uh, Right, 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 right. Uh, Let me just double... I I don't think flanking affects... I don't think so either, because it's your reflex DC, so... Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're right. So, okay, that would not have done it. Okay. Okay, so it's not prone. Woo! (laughs) Not that you aren't winning already. (laughs) Tulak, what do you get? (laughs) All right, Tulak will sustain. The Flaming Skull will... Flaming Skull will actually use Spitfire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 19 to hit. Nope. Damn it. Uh, and you know what? He's just going to go for one more here. So, and that's a 12. Okay. Uh, after sustaining, Tulok has two actions left, so he will strike. Let that cantrip deck and use like a flame strike or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna stride to the inside of the door and cast guidance on Krukka, and that's it. Uh, all right, and it is Krukka's turn. Krukka is gonna guide that axe right into the forehead of this here golem. Uh, it's a twenty-one to hit with uh, the guidance. Uh, that is a miss. Well, he'll just keep swinging at a map okay. minus five, <laughs> twenty-five to hit. That hits. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> the the shit-eating grin on his face. 29, <laughs> 29 damage, 25 of which is slashing. Uh, okay, so 20 goes through, and there's no way this thing doesn't burst into flames now because you take a, it takes another 20 fire. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, damn. <laughs> just handles. It's like a 4d8 fire every time that's a direct hit, and it's just like, Boom! It just erupts in flames and starts to like crumble and like drops to one knee and then slouches over, nearly falling onto Krukka himself. And just, oh man, it just goes out in flames. You probably even also like, oh shit, like don't let it, don't let it hit the books. Don't let it hit the yeah, books. Right. Gilda's <laughs> like trying to put it out with the flat of the axe. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a destroyed. <laughs> Krukka's just like spitting on the flames. Holy like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> not bad I thought you oh, said man. this thing that was, was hard hard to kill <laughs> I didn't find so a far cry from the <laughs> first encounter so. <laughs> yeah it was uh, quite the help there Crocker. that was much easier than the first time around well I'm very smart that is too true <laughs> we are Where definitely more equipped to fight enemies like this now than we were before. Thank you very much for your help. It'll be a boon to have cleared this entire floor of enemies. As far as we know, the amount of secret passages we've found previously, hard to make that assumption for real. I suppose you're right. I shouldn't become too excited. That's when you lose focus. Oh no, I'm not saying don't be excited. It's the little victories that matter, especially after almost losing my life to that void eye thing this was a a much needed stress reliever she says that she like hefts the axe and then puts it away and pulls out her shield again Tulak is just walking into the room and he just kind of walks up to his the flaming skull which is something that he's never cast before and just takes it in as it kind of hovers in front of his face and then unsustains the spell and it falls to the ground in front of him 
I like the idea that it perches on your arm like a falcon. <laughs> yeah. Like the warmest falcon in the world. <laughs> All right. You're in a, a sizable room surrounded with books. Um, the I believe the the door outside. I think that I think there was a, a sign outside. I can't remember. Do you guys? Remember? Yeah, there was. There was a lock. Was like a yeah okay. book or something. Though it would have specified siege castle history. Oh, and I think you guys actually made a check on the diorama already. But I'll carry it over and remind you that the the diorama is basically depicts Absalom with heavy damage in several areas, and you know that it's basically a representation of Absalom from about 500 years ago. It omits damage sustained from sieges within the last 500 years. So as we, a lot of you might know, Absalom has been sieged many times, but it's never been taken. And um, the, uh, so it excludes representations of the attacks from the Red Siege, the Siege of Ravenous Raja, or the Black Echelon Uprising, and so on. There's a, there's a number of them. So that stands out. It is evidence of of this place being 500 years old, essentially. And these shelves seem to actually contain books. These ones contain books. <laughs> yeah, this time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, I think Freeman let us know that this was another research area, if I'm not mistaken. It actually is not. Okay. It is uh, a series of books that Every single book you go through pertains to something to do with the sieges of Absalom. And the more you look at it, the more you realize that there are many books that will actually contradict each other. Uh, I could make you spend a whole bunch of time in here doing checks, but I don't feel like it. So <laughs> uh, if we assume you, you're happy to uh, add this to your, uh, your list of sending Augrail in and, and, uh, and studying it, uh, it doesn't take long to realize that this room is dedicated to cross-referencing and detailing what is true and what is not true about the sieges of Absalom, trying to determine what worked and what didn't. Interesting. Yeah, I think Gilda would be able to pick up on that pretty quickly with her yeah. you know, society and her history of warfare. Like it would be, I think it, I think it'd be pretty clear pretty quickly. Uh, she mm-hmm. would have seen and read a bunch of these books while training to be a squire. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like some of them are just like you know they have so many conflicting accounts of what happened, and uh, this room is just so very obviously dedicated to to like figuring out which ones um, were truthful claims and which ones weren't. This is definitely her war room. Mm. Not long after your success and research like augrail will make his way in and be like oh another beautiful discovery i i don't think i ever got in here i think the i think the cult of the ganker was afraid of this room because of that that golem there's like a christmas tree burning on the ground as he steps in (laughs) (laughs) and he helps you search through the books and, um, you know, some of them are earmarked. Some of them have like annotations all through them. And uh, at some point, he actually finds like a, a folded piece of paper in one that's like holding a page. And he looks at it and he goes, and he just throws it on the ground and he keeps looking through the books. 
uh, Krako will pick up that piece of paper and take a look at it. And looking at it, it seems to be ripped out from a, a book of some kind. Um, and it, uh, it appears to be a list of names. And there are instructions to strike these names from records. Hmm. So he'll show it to the other two. And then ask Any notable Gabriel. names. Uh, he'll turn to Agriel and say, do you know these people? I don't know. I don't really follow people, just histories. This seems like a a petty thing to strike names from history. Can I roll a lore check on the names? Um, What kind of lore do you have? Heraldry? Uh, no, there's no heraldry involved. Actually, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. I was prepared to make my case, but I'm glad I don't have to because it's a very flimsy case. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, flimsy case. Uh, that's an 18. There's no heraldry here. However, the way the instructions list and the way some of the names are patterned, you could pick up on this is something to do with family history, which would be normally akin to heraldry. So you don't know which family, but it is... It seems very important, uh, and it's a long, it's a pretty long list. Uh, Tulak, you're looking at the list? Yes, and I also was going to say, so that was pulled out of a book, you said? Yeah, it was like folded and like uses a bookmark almost. Oh, um, but it wasn't like has, a page torn out of a book. No, no, okay. it was like not, it was just in there and not part of the book, uh, what the book was like uh, talking about. Understood. Okay, yeah, about. I am looking at that as well. Okay, it's you you go down the list of names and it's pretty much only last names. Okay. So you might get a couple like uh initial for the first name kind of thing, and that's how Lady Gill is able to like narrow it down. But the one that stands out to you, Tulak, is Della Reese. Oh, 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 oh. Interesting. <laughs> a little bit of backstory. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't come up at all <laughs> no it has not at all uh, <laughs> and how does Tulak feel about seeing that name uh, well list? it makes his blood turn cold as ice because that is the name of his family and so you know he left them in Absalom and if there's issues, you know, they could have had quarrel with his ancestors or anything like that. But, you know, obviously nothing had happened yet, but he's just looking at this and he, his hand starts to tremble with the piece of paper in it. And he kind of looks up desperately towards Lady Gilda and then to Krutka and then to Ogril. He says, this is, this is the name of my ancestors, of my family. We live in Absalom. We own... We own a tavern there, a hotel. I don't understand why they're here. Magic runs in my family. Perhaps they were in danger, or they are in danger. I don't know how old this this note is. Can I roll a lore book binding to see <laughs> <laughs> if this note was written recently or if it's aged? Oh yes. my god, yes you can. Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, oh, listeners. Oh my so god. Good. Oh my 30 god. episodes and he got it. 
And it's just a <laughs> shitty 14 with a five on the die. It appears to be just as old as any book in this place. Okay, I'll take that. It's reasonably delicate and brittle, but like uh, it should be more so given it's 500 years. But, you know, the magic in this place is preserved a lot. Yes. But yeah, it's only two luck. Wait, wait, just just breathe and think. If your family name's on there and you're standing in front of us, that means possibly it wasn't a success. The idea was to wipe these names from history and yours wasn't. So I wonder if there are many more people on this list who wasn't wiped from history. Yes, I do understand that, Lady Golda. I just... It makes me concerned as the attacks have started again. As Otari was attacked. Absalom may be next. This is, this is not a localized problem. I think she pokes the model. I think we can safely say that Absalom is next. But these, <laughs> if they were to be given to Oblivion, they are probably the families that could have stood against Belcora. And if that's the case... Your magic probably runs deeper than you know. And Tulak goes to look at the piece of paper again, but without realizing he had just clenched it into a tiny little crumpled up ball in his hand. And as he does, he quickly realizes what he's been doing and he pulls it back apart and he takes it and just folds it and slides it into his uh, pocket of his cloak. You may be right. And... That both concerns me, but also fills me with a fire to continue this. Well, next time we go to Otari, we should give those names, maybe not that piece of paper exactly, to Aloria and have somebody from Galantine Deliveries look in on these names or these families the next time they're at Absalom. Absolutely. You're completely right. Perhaps if Raphael is still there, he can track them down as well. Help us out from the inside. I just pulled Aloria from my memory bank, so I'm real proud. I was of actually yeah, going, I can't believe you remembered. <laughs> yeah. I was literally going, holy shit. Yeah, that's a hero point. <laughs> oh, yeah, give the man a hero point. Uh, He's pretty intense on killing me, so. <laughs> nah, yeah. you can have one. <laughs> I'll take it. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll, pretty I'll good. take a pity hero point. That, that being said. I think you all should know the townsfolk a lot better than you do. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I use this journal so much. <laughs> so you know how much often. work I put into making all that accessible to you. <laughs> I use them. I use it all the time. All the time. I like oh, shoot God. magic. You have even so much as gone to crow's cast. <laughs> or the druids. We hate them all equally. Or the druids. <laughs> we actually did go to crow's casks. Um, but it was a long. I don't actually. I might be wrong. It may not have been this game. That's you where the dwarf boy is. Notari. <laughs> You've never gone it. in this campaign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Physic went. He went to uh, to help um, to get Magiloy to help identify one of his uh, one of his um, formulas, didn't he? Oh, really? Or to go buy a couple of formulas? Oh, yeah. I think, I think Physic did. did because they're like the alchemist place in town. Yeah. Yeah. It must have glossed over it because I don't remember. <laughs> It was pretty quick. It was like a shopping spree or something to buy like another formula yeah. or have one identified okay. or something. But yeah, fair enough. I mean, you probably, for any healing potion you bought, you probably bought it there. Well, right. I've bought many <laughs> and wasted even more. Hey, still alive. Gilda still has the one she came to town with. So, <laughs> all right. Well, 
small small bomb drop yeah uh, for two lock and that brings us to the pressing question of what next is this 500 year old note with names on it that we have can prove definitively weren't erased from history is that our most important to be fair um, I, and i i think i said it this way and if i didn't i meant to it doesn't say erased from history it says erased from the records i mean and I, that's how the way i meant it i I don't see a difference. <laughs> I could be the records of the nefarious goings on of the dungeon and not history as a whole. They could be secret I, collaborators that they're trying to keep, uh, you know, clandestine. All right. Okay. So maybe two lakhs of great, great grandmother helped build the castle. Yeah, that was a concern yeah. as soon you as. You say a race of history, that does imply kill the family you know it's to a degree uh but i didn't say that it's you know from the records no and and gilda wouldn't assume like yeah she she does assume that it means kill the family but also destroy the records like oblivion is is to delete somebody the the evidence of existence which would include killing the bloodline and that's where her head is at is sending these people into oblivion right like no trace of their existence ever exist uh of uh, ever so uh, yeah, I guess I guess the thing is, to, in order to rectify all that, it's like, why? Why strike them from the records? The why is the most important thing to confirm the the how. Yes, and that is not Gilda's top priority. Yeah. Gilda's <laughs> that's, top priority that's is cleaning this place out and finding another good fight. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything but else in the uh, room? Have we done a full search? You've done a, no. yeah, at this point, you've definitely done a full okay. search. Nothing in the smoldering remains of the... No, let me just check its inventory. Oh, uh, there is none. Okay. Ashes. I gotta say, <laughs> not a lot of magic items lately. No, you've yeah, been running pretty dry lately, haven't you? <laughs> well, there was that, where is that room past the void, Glutton? Hmm. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's go right back there. The closet <laughs> and the fuck shack, I think we're okay for now. <laughs> we'll make our own fuck shack. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of of which, um, oh, Jesus, I was scrolling through Tulok's inventory, and am I able to wear a healer's glove and a hand wrap of mighty blows, or is it hand wraps plural and they both take up the hand socket? They are both, I believe, worn items, so you cannot stack worn items in the same the same. That, uh, that was appendage. what I thought, and that's probably why that's it's why in Tulok's it. inventory and not yeah. in Gilda's. Yeah, yeah. So and then, that, that makes sense. When earlier I asked if Duncan had good medicine and he said, oh, he uses nature for his checks. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because like I have it, but I have plus one to medicine. So. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah. wanted to double check on that before we move forward. Uh, so what is our plan here? Are we going back to Atari to stock up and rest or are we going to press into that bloody cage room? Because those appear to be our two options so far. Yeah. Um, um, you also have the 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 route south by the pavilion that you avoided because there was a big pile of mushrooms. Oh yeah. And right. So this is the southern mushroom path. Yeah. Now the maps yeah. changed, but essentially there was like a a large larger growth of mushrooms like piled together around like beneath that sort of i think pipe. we did that wasn't there like a roper somewhere along here that nope. we fought you you turned it you turned and went north you didn't go down oh huh. so we have the the tunnel under the shit pipe um where we think <laughs> as ray probably went to and then we have north and the um bloody cage room yep okay uh where do you guys want to go 
I'm pretty indifferent. Kruka would like to heal up before anything because he took. Oh, did you get hit? Oh, yeah, pretty bad. I got hit too. Okay. Yeah, I got hit too. Oh, yeah, they both got hit with the splinters. Yeah. Plus the splinter volley. Plus the wood chip that came off when I hit him. Right. Okay. So, Kruka, you can have 11 back. Thank you. Uh, Two luck. I just hit that. You don't tell me about your sex life. Uh, that's nine back to two lock. Um, I mean, we might as well that... take some time for me to be able to do a a heal on myself as well. Because if that's the case, just take the compass for ten minutes. Okay. Or yeah, long. I need twenty one HP back. So. Okay. Uh, so that's twenty one minutes, and that means I can do a um another medicine on two lock, okay. which I fail. Cool. Nice. No, I can't. No, no. I can't. Treat wounds is once an yeah. hour. Uh, I can put on the gloves and bust that healer healer glove. Yeah, if you're not going to use it in like combat anyways. Healing, gloves. You can fucking lay on hands, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can just lay on hands. Yeah. Uh, so that's 18 back to luck. Oh, you can like, lay on hands. I was only down six. It's recharged again, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just just go up to max, because if, if Craig is going to take 20 minutes with the compass, I can just do two lay on hands. Rocking the oh, soft don't cues. Get that often. Just, God damn. Yeah. Uh, do you just want to take those healer's gloves? No, you should keep them because if somebody goes down, it's probably going to be Gilda. Yeah, and fair it enough. makes more sense to hold on to those in case somebody's backup character can. It's like use an them. oh shit button, right? Once a day, boom, heal yeah. for a character that can't heal. It's pretty mm. big. True. Yeah, and you know you could always wear them too, too lock. Like there's that that you know you can just pop a two d eight once a day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's got them on. Oh, does he? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, he's wearing them. Yeah, so once per day, you could just give yourself 2d6 plus 7. Oh, I don't have to hit the heal check? No. No, no, no that's just once per day. The heal check, uh, they, they give you a plus 1 to your heal check. Oh, I thought it gave me a plus to your 1 medicine still to hit Just general check. medicine checks. Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. No, no. You just have, like a, you have a one-action activate. You could just, boom, heal Yeah. once per day. Perfect. It's like a budget battle medicine. Big budget guy over here. <laughs> so we're all healed up. Uh, where do we want to go? Gilda will take the compass back because it does. It is her source of light. Yep. <laughs> right. Okay. I think that we should go. Let's just go fight this fucking bloody cage thing. All right. I'm all pumped up, bricked <laughs> up, all all <laughs> all jacked up, coming off the easy golem win. Goddamn right. <laughs> As they pass Jaws area, yeah. Tulak reaches into his bag. And pulls out the tiny cultist effigy that he took from the room with the uh, corpse of the gibbering mother. And just lays it down beside the fire. He just lays it by the fire? Okay. <laughs> just leaves it there for him just to creep him out when he gets back. Gives his wolf a doll? Yeah, it's a chew toy. <laughs> and also a fuck you, but not quite as savage as the soap. Okay. Uh, Freeman, can you be the date? Uh, yeah, so date, we're going to go with, um, 29th of Rova, uh, time of day, which I have been super slack on. You rested, I said it was about 7am when you finished, and you went and fought the wood golem, uh, so we'll call it, let's call it noon. Okay, I just want to put it into my notes every now and again in case we blow the calendar again. Yeah, how many days has it been since I sent away my armor to get hooked up? Two days? Oh my god, you did that? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, to get the to get the armor, um, the slick. potency rune put on it, so we could make it slick. Mm. 
I guess it's been two days. Could be three. Two days sounds right. Two days. Yeah, sure. But I don't know how long it took to do. Four we days. We can come back to that. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's three to four days. Definitely four days. Freeman Market. Fucking Market, he says. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why do I have to keep track of everything? Come on. <laughs> I'm just going to put on the first of the next month, two locks, armor is ready. I like the idea that our characters don't really know either. Like, just been down here and so many concussions that have been magically healed. Like we don't know what kind of information yeah. we've lost. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Gilda fist up full of divine energy shield up, taking the defend action ready to go. Okay. Crack scouting. Avoiding notice. Re-entering the room you noped out of. <laughs> uh, when you cracked the door, you saw three five-foot square iron cages. The bars lined with spikes on the inside, uh, and they hang from chains in the middle of the room. There are blood-crusted manacles dangling from chains along the west wall, and a stout wooden table with more manacles anchored to it uh, stands in the southwest corner. And on it sits a whip made of blood-red leather with a silver handle, and next to that table is this creature. Ooh, uh, fish hook earrings. And it's this this woman that's blue-skinned, bald, no hair, but like covered in piercings. Her whole, whole eyebrows are pierced from one end to the other along her ears, and she is covered, draped in spiked chains. Eyes glowing this unearthly yellow. And... She just turns to you like she did last time. <sighs> what do you want? Go away. Leave me be. We were actually hoping you could help us out a bit. Uh, maybe have a chat, a cup of tea. I'm not here to help. I do not drink tea. You've been left here with broken promises. Now leave me in my misery. We could help. Help. <laughs> Fine. If you want to help, then enter a cage and promise me I can do as I please. Because this is what I was promised. And this is what I was given. And this is what was taken from me. This is pointless. And never ending. And this is the life you want? The life I want? <laughs> it's not about the life I want. It's about what I want to do with it. I want to test. I want to experiment. I want to see what the rending of flesh can produce. As do all Velstrax. Uh, check on a Velstrax? Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. That's going to be a religion check. Oh. Are you rolling your own? I rolled my own. 
just for shits. Okay, I thought you were going to... I was waiting for you to join yeah. pass. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh. That is an 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you 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 don't know what a Velstrak is at all. I mean, James and Scott, you might know. <laughs> I actually don't. I'm... Not the, it's not the first time I've run a Velstrak for you, that's for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we encountered one of these in Starfinder. That, okay, mm. that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Several of them, yeah. Yeah. So, good news. Uh, and she just, like, shakes her head when you, you sit there, like, trying to figure out what the hell she's talking about. And, like, you take a, there's a beat in the conversation. She just shakes her head and turns away from you. Just, <sighs> too long. Slides past his companions. Steps into the room. Does anything happen? Um, no. You invoke her seems, ire! She seems resigned. There was a she battle! Seems... <laughs> there was a firefight! Uh, <laughs> uh, she seems totally resigned at the table. And she's just like, just go. Tulak wanders to the northernmost section of the room and he's looking around and he says, perhaps we should kill you and put you out of your misery. Why don't you put down your chains and be done with this eternal torment standing here by yourself, pitying yourself. You are pathetic, a pathetic creature. <laughs> uh, damn, Hirsch. Do you want to roll diplomacy or intimidation? <laughs> I want to roll an intimidation. Okay. Fuck off. Okay, that's a seven on the die for a twenty. Uh, I head, wish I had a freaking. Her head one. climbs up from its slouch position, and then she stands from her chair, turns. Pathetic, am I? Shed my chains, should I? You are not what I was promised. I have no desire to make you it and make you so. Will you kill me? <laughs> my patience is tested and it is thin. And all of the chains along the western wall mm -hmm. begin to rattle and shake with a cacophony as flakes of blood chip off of them and they all animate to life. And that's what we're going to call it. I cast blindness! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. 
Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.